Welcome to Coworking Out Loud, where we explore the deeper side of coworking, content, and community. I'm your host, Kat Johnson. Hey friends, in this episode of Coworking Out Loud, I am talking to the one and only Garrett Tishy, who is a dear friend of mine. He's also the mastermind between Huga Coworking and now part of the Cohatch Empire. Um, Garrett and I always drop right into the good stuff, and this conversation is no exception. Garrett is real, he's authentic, he's vulnerable, he's open, and he knows what he's doing. He's built some amazing things, so have a listen. Hope you like it. Welcome to Coworking Out Loud, Garrett. I'm always stoked to chat with you. Yeah, likewise. I was... uh... The, the invite uh, email was the quickest response I've ever given to anything. I'm like, please, <laughs> let's go. I love it. And this, as you know, I mean, we you were on the show three, four years ago. It's like what a wild ride it's been since then. But as you know, this is an, kind of a deeper dive into co-working content and community. And when I was thinking about this show, I was like, oh, we're just going to go with all of it. Sometimes with my guests, it's one thing or the other, but I feel like I would love to just dig into all of that good stuff with you. Sounds great. Let's go. Cool. So, um, I want to jump back actually. So Huga from its inception has been really focused on community. I want to get into your mindset before you opened, as you opened, like what was that vision that you were trying to bring into the world? Yeah, I so when we started Huga, I was running with a, a friend, that marketing agency, uh, working out of co working space, and um, it was there about a year. Uh, it was at 809 co working back on uh, was 2015, mm-hmm. 2014, 2015, and we um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't well managed, but it was beautiful space. It was it, it was a uh, agency that needed extra needed offices. So they just sold the rest, but they didn't need the whole space. So they just turned it into cohort, but didn't really foster any of the, the activity. It was more co-op like than uh, co-working. Um, and, uh, but for, for people that wanted to engage, it was there. And, and that first year we were there, like I met some of my closest friends, our business boomed because of the referral um, network. Um, yeah, it was it was really beneficial. So when Huga, the we had the opportunity to open Huga next door, um, literally next yeah. door. Um, it was it was a no brainer to dive into something like look at what's happening and nobody's making an effort. What happens if we um, open space and actually very intentionally created it centered on connecting people and, and that mentality less about uh, just sharing space and more about um, uh, maybe activating it together. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was just that I was, we were lonely. Um, I didn't know anybody when I started coworking, just a handful of people. And then, you know, the goal was to, to be around like-minded people building things. Um, you know, it's the one thing that unifies most people in a coworking space is we all have a job to do. So it seemed logical to, um, take a stab at, at expanding that and growing our network and making friends and all those things. Like what happens if, 
But Huga does it so. extraordinarily well. Like Huga fam, I love on your website. It's not like, okay, here are the things you get. You get a meeting room, you get a, a desk or whatever. It's like, join the Huga fam. Like that's the, that's the tone that's set. And not all spaces get that and not all spaces do that. And that's okay. Like there's a flavor of co-working for everybody, but I particularly love it because that sense of like, I'm part of something, I belong to this thing and it helps me do my work. I'm more productive. I'm happier. I have a richer network. Like it's so, it's so, so real. And that doesn't just happen. So talk me through kind of your your playbook of like, how do you bring people in? How did you set that tone from the beginning? Yeah, I, I think it, um, you know, the, the idea is, you know, I've, I've always, I've, I've always taken issue with, there's a lot of culture around, um, not allowing people to pick your brains and do these things like our, um, you know, that, our information is the most valuable thing we have. And I've always gone on the, the, the other extreme, which is like, I don't, I have all this information and this deep network. If I can leverage, if you can leverage that to grow your thing, then that, and, and I, in the back of my head, get a small um, bit of satisfaction around helping you do that. Um, that's the win. I don't need to make money off you. I have a business like you're, you're paying me to use my space or you're a client or like, or you're not a client. I like, I make money elsewhere. I never wanted to, to monetize my, myself in that way. Like, and I, I thought that co-working became the ultimate way to do that. Like people come in, they, they, they need the thing we're in its simplest form. Our amenities are light. We offer space, Wi-Fi, and coffee, like period that's the amenities. But if somebody needs something, if, if you're building a thing or you um, need support in your life, you need a contract, you have all these things, like why, why would we not help you get ahead? You know, and that's, that just felt human and kind, you know, the thing you would do for your own family and your closest friends, you know, uh, and um, in practice it, it, it worked and it, um, brought people in and people felt at home, you know, um, it, 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 it feels so simple to say it out loud. And in practice, it's still something that I see over and over done wrong, um, or just like completely mismanaged. Um, community is such a, you can't sell it. You can't sell it. community happens. If two people sit down next to each other and have a conversation, if they, if, you can't, you can't force it. You just got to create the right environment for it. You know, Kayla, who started Hugo with me, um, it was all about the right conditions. She, I wish I could pull her into this right mm. now to say that, but it was, we can only create the right conditions. Um, it takes people being open to hearing from someone new. That's the theme of zero day. It's all these things. Um, and I'm telling you, I've been doing it since, for myself since 2013 and and the, everything that I have is because I've been open to meeting people that are um, not in my inner circle you know and I, I find that as we get older um, that we get more set in our ways that we become less and less open to new people new ways of thinking um, and and I just wanted to we wanted to try something a little different I love that just like 
setting the conditions in which people could connect, whether it's intros or zero day or the vibe you carry through the space and like your willingness to help and let people bounce ideas off you and things like that. Cause I think the people running spaces, I know this, they set the tone for the space. And if you're setting a tone of connection and openness and curiosity and collaboration and all these things that gets reflected throughout, it just trickles through everything. Whereas if someone kind of sits at the desk all day on their phone it's like, that's the tone of like, okay, I have a desk here and that's what I do here. And it's, it's really hard to break people out of that. I more than ever, you know, I, um, with, with the new role and, and I have a lot of meetings and I'm, I'm directing a team and I'm, I'm, I'm even, I'm sitting at home right now because I, uh, which is rare. I don't think we've ever had a call with me sitting in my yep. house. Um, and it's, uh, because I'm just, we have, I have work to do and I, I, I need to be distraction free. And it's not because coworking is distraction. It's my innate, like human, like the way I am. If, you know, uh, you know, Avi or someone walked into the space, like I, I feel inclined to, to go engage because these are, these are my people. Um, and I, I don't get to see them all the time. And I, I want to know how they're doing. I want to know how we can help them. Um, and it might be nothing, but it's always, it's always really important to me that people um, find me approachable and I wish more people would also, you know, do that. I, I, I hate when people say to me, like, I know you're busy. I'm like, I, I'm, 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 I'm not busy. I'm, I'm doing all the things I want to do. And, and right now I'd like to talk to you. So um, yeah, it's just a, it's a challenge at times, but yeah, yeah. I think that's such an important piece to dive into of like, the high touch, high human, high emotion work that goes into being a community builder, being a space operator, like the overwhelm is totally real. And people, you know, have different situations, different towns, different types of spaces, but that kind of always on work where you have 20 things in your mind and then somebody comes up and goes, I know you're busy, but can you, you know, I have a question or something and being able to flip and be present for them, let's just like acknowledge that overwhelm and acknowledge how hard it is to run a space and be a community builder. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know, now oversee what, 20 plus co-hatch across and, and I, I get to meet all these new CMs and I, you know, I've, I've been such a, especially at scale as a part of this, you know, my, my national director of operations like my my role <laughs> I, I i said in this meeting i said recently i'm like everything we build everything we do everything we create has to be in service of the cms mm. the community managers in the spaces if we are if we are not thinking about them we are doing something wrong we can get what we want we'll, we'll as, as leadership as all these things but we have to build for that because they have the hardest job. They are the front line yep. of everything we do. And, and it is really, really, really hard work to open the doors at eight and just be on mm -hmm. constantly. It is the beauty in like a normal eight to five. People are just like, I wish I was just getting an eight to five. And it's like, did you just do the same thing every day? That's not co-working. Nope. It's you are, you know, 
more than ever now as a part of Cohatch. Like we, we did a lot of Huga, um, but Cohatch between, you know, scholarships and all of these, uh, these things that we're doing now, like to, to nonprofits and startups, like every day there's some new thing. And I, I, I applaud, I, I think people forget how much work it is to even just on this phase, the simplest form of what a community manager can do, how much work it is. Yeah. I, I have never been the manager of a co-working space, but I have like the highest, highest respect and regard. And, um, it's like doing all the things plus, Oh yeah, you have a newsletter. Plus somebody comes and is like the toilet's clogged. It's just like this constant barrage of, yeah. of things to do. And, um, Iris Kavanaugh, always says your community manager is your most important hire. And I agree 100%. with that wholeheartedly. Like they are the face of your brand. As soon as someone walks into your space, whether a member who's been there for years or somebody who's coming in for the first time, it's like that person is setting the tone for your brand, your space, your community. Yeah. And um, I am afraid that as co-working grows so quickly, people are just kind of grab anybody. It feels like the, the, kind of uh lowest rung position they're just like yeah yeah just put somebody in there it's like oh no this is such a big deal yeah it's it's been i i'm I'm happy to say that cohatch does has done prior to my to my entry um an incredible job they understood that before i ever walked in the door matt davis the the founder is um if there's a is a we are very, very, very aligned nice. in, in how we, we think about space and, and people. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was up in Pittsburgh this, this week. There were grand opening a location, but there's three in the market. And uh, there's a CM, Allison, in the Southside Works location. And I'm telling you, you walk in the door and you're just like, it is electric. Mm. It was, I love my CMs in Charlotte. Um, I love everyone, but... I'm telling you, there was, it was special. Like she just exudes everything you want from a person representing space, your company. Um, I saw her tour somebody and it was, you just, she's just got it. And you realize like, it is a gift. It's not something, um, it's, it's pure hospitality and it's, um, it, it's cool. It's it, I, I, I'm telling you, we've all seen it in some of the bigger, bigger, bigger brands. Like they're, they don't get that it's bodies and it's, it has to be everything, but just bodies um, in the space. You need to, you need to have the right people. So Garrett, we have a lot of co-working space operators who will listen to this. I feel like we have to break that down a little bit. Like what a, what did that mean when it's like, it's electric, she's got it. I know a lot of it's intangible, but it's like, what did that feel like? How, what can people strive for? Because I think there are a lot of operators who haven't even experienced that yet. So they don't know what they're trying to create or what they could be trying to create. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is we think we sell space. Um, <laughs> but then on the flip side, we're also over here saying we don't sell community. The, they're already in the door. They're already in the door. They already need, like we have yeah. one of the easiest products to, to sell. Let's say if we have sales is the job, um, they're already in the door. They already need yeah. what we have. And, and finding people 
that can make people be seen, feel seen, and be heard is really, really, really hard. We tend to want to over-communicate the amenities and the coffee mm-hmm. and everything you can do. And it's just like, they're already in. They know this. Yes. Why don't you talk to them about who they are? Why are they in Charlotte or Pittsburgh or anywhere? Why? Um, what are they building? Um, it's they need to feel good. That's why we say fam uh, for who goods. It's, you know, I, I, in, in the third ward location in Charlotte, there's a perfect loop for a tour. Perfect loop. Like you start at the entryway and then you walk your way around. And I always told the team, anybody that take over tours there, I'm like, by the point time you get to here, you better not be talking about space. Yeah. And you better be asking them about yep. that. Not what they need out of the space. They already know what they need out of the space. Ask them about that. And I'm telling you, if you don't do that, you'll get back to the door and they will leave. They might still sign up. But if you can keep them engaging, if you can have a human conversation about them, their business, what are they doing? Why did they move here? Which is a lot of people in Charlotte. That conversation is constant. It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to go down the street. They're going to look at a venture X or something else. And, um, they're going to get the same thing. They're, they're, the space is the same. The amenities are roughly the same. Maybe they got cucumber water and we don't. Um, but who made them feel good? Yep. Who made them feel heard? And it's, I'm, I, I've, I've just always like, I don't want like, this is the space. It looks cool, right? Those are meeting rooms. That's a phone room. All right. Nothing else. Let's talk about you. I know. Yep. And sorry, did I cut you off? As as a member, um, fabulous spaces are great. Fabulous amenities are great. But after a while, a few weeks, a few months, you kind of go blind to it, right? And it's just the space you go in. So it becomes entirely about what's the vibe in there? How do I feel when I'm in this space? And if on a tour, you're just asking, 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 it gives such an amazing foundation so that then when you bump into somebody, you can be like, like if they're touring me, Kat, this is Garrett. He also loves co-working. I'm sure you guys have a ton to talk about. And it's like making that first connection so that if, and when I do join, I see you, I'm like, Oh, Hey Garrett. How's it going? It's like having a tiny little toehold into a community opens the whole thing up. And if people don't have that because you have no idea who they are or what they're doing or why they're there or whatever, um, you can go days, weeks, months without talking to anyone, just like going back and forth to your office. I always find it important to like, I'll be out and about or like I, I was at a concert last Sunday and um, I was sitting with two friends, Andy and Nicole, and then, um, Pete from creative evergreen creative came by. He does all our door vinyl and like all of our vinyl work. He's so talented. Um, and I, 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 I think in so many cases, like in, in, in passing Andy, you know, and a lot of people would be like, Hey, Andy, this is Pete. Pete is Andy. They're like, Oh, nice to meet you. All right. I'll enjoy the concert and you move on. And, and I always try to give people more context Mm. in that moment, you know, like, Hey, Andy works for Axios. He does all this, this and that. And, you know, Pete's evergreen creative. So like the ice cream shop and they're, you know, Andy is very familiar with our ice cream shop. So I was like, he did all the vinyl work. 
so that whole thing and this and um also working on a few other projects like that little bit of context that i know and i'm i'm obviously they're comfortable sharing it it's a big part of who they are is what we forget and or we just don't even know because we don't take the time to learn it and if a cm does the bare minimum in asking questions they start to develop a um a, a depth of knowledge about all of their people so when you meet candace comes in and candace um, says needs this or is trying to figure out this or just wants to meet people you have logical paths to getting them more connected into your community yep uh, it's, it's work it's not easy no it is it is not easy um to do it well is some next level stuff community managers should be prized and treated with <laughs> great respect and compensated accordingly you know it's such a big thing to do it well it's yeah. funny with the intros you just reminded me i when i was little growing up one of my friends moms would always do that context thing. Like for instance, if I was sleeping at their house and they had friends over, she'd be like, come introduce us. And she'd say, this is Catherine. Catherine's on Christina's volleyball team. And you know, they're doing such and such. And she'd say, this is Mr. And Mrs. So-and-so they're visiting from Virginia. And as a kid, you're like, hi, but as an adult, I remember that it's like, that's how it's done. And it's taking that into coworking. Like that context is everything. That's how it should be done. Because you know how it would typically would be done. It's like Pete, Andy, Andy, Pete. Pete walks away. Andy goes, how do you know Pete? And you tell yeah. him. And like, oh, like, why didn't we just, we just do that, that when they were standing here? Yeah. Because one of you, one one side doesn't get the full context then. And I'm not going to be reach out to Pete to be like, hey, Pete, remember that person you met? They're this person. Like, like only if Andy was like, can you make that connection? But I could have made that connection by adding two sentences and made your work easier. Right. It's like done efficiency. (laughs) Never assume. Yeah. So so true. Garrett, you've mentioned cohatch a few times. Give us the the Mm -hmm. nutshell version of what the last six months or year has been like for you. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, um, merged, um, with the cohatch, uh, which is a Columbus, Ohio based coworking brand. That's, in Cleveland, Columbus, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, um, coming to Charlotte, um, and Cincinnati. Cincy? I think I didn't say Cincy. Um, and Atlanta is under construction. Uh, so um, a large growing co-working brand that, that um, very much started like Huga, um, but grew differently uh, based on access to resources um, and expertise that that they have on their team that I never did. Um, but when we got down to, you know, talking about what it looks like to work together, it, it turns out we, we share the same mentality on what we believe space can do for, um, for those that we provide access and, um, also how to make it a business that's sustainable. It's my biggest fear with coworking. You know, we, we, we have so many large brands come and go or do things really poorly and overspend and do all these things. And I've always run really lean and been involved in co-hatches um, for the most part, you know, really been thoughtful about how they um, approach new spaces and the community. And, you know, Columbus is such a, um, it's, it's so cool what they have coming in that home hometown market. Um, and it, you can see how, at scale, it works in like Cincinnati, Megan and the 
the market leader there and their team is rock star Adam over in Indianapolis. Um, you know, there's just, there's, there's so much good to be done by, by also finding like-minded people that want to grow this kind of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I've been doing it since January. It's been different, um, because I've worked for myself for so long. Um, and, and it isn't mine. Um, but I do feel a sense of ownership and, and have some, um, ownership in it all. And I, I want to, it's just figuring out it's a total change in, in way of thinking when you, when you have to think beyond your walls and also how every market's different. Every location's different. Like Charlotte's very close. Like we, we basically, we're one giant neighborhood here. (laughs) Like it's, it's all our locations are on top of each other. But if you look at some of the other markets, you're separated by a good bit. So you know, a, a location in the suburbs of Pittsburgh versus a different suburb of Pittsburgh is drastically different. Um, so it's, you know, posing new cool challenges to building community. To be honest, it's at a level of diversity that I, I don't even have in Charlotte that I kind of really love mm-hmm. um, because you're, you're truly like each location can develop and, and build uh, like Charlotte is Huga. Huga is Charlotte. Like we have yeah. one very distinct community, um, but there's power in that diversity that Cohatch has, and it's it's really neat to see um, in some of these markets, and you know, especially Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh. I'm excited to see how it grows. Um, as for me, just uh, you know, it's it's been a lot. Um, <laughs> because I'm just, I'm learning like anybody that's worked for themselves and then goes the other direction. Um, uh, Cohatch has been wildly graceful with my, um, approach to things. You know, I'm historically not easy to work with. You know, I'm very particular about who I associate with on the job front, uh, because people have to get me, Mm. they have to get me, um, and Taylor, Alyssa, Chloe, Ebony, and Brian and Charlotte, especially Alyssa. Um, you know, she's been around the longest. Yeah. They just, they get me and they, they tolerate me um, at some, some point. So trying to figure out like, um, and learn that I, I have to gain their respect. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't deserve to be trusted, but I have to earn that. And it's, um, it, it's been good for me to, to do that. Um, especially as I'm going to be 40, you know, you never, <laughs> the older we get, the harder it becomes to, to evolve. Um, so, um, yeah, the biggest challenges I'm having personally is again, I'm sitting in my own space right now. Like I'm, I'm sitting at my house and it's trying to figure out how, um, I feel like I, I don't let how, how to not let down, the community that I spent a lot of time building. I feel like I've been absent this year. Um, and I know the team's doing a lot, but I built who on my back. Yeah, like you it did. was, it, it was, um, alongside my team, but like I was present very much. Like I was front and center all the time. And I, it's not that Huga can't be strong without me. It's just, I, I, I wish I had thought about how to wean it off me a little bit more and 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 they're fine but i i think maybe i wasn't ready (laughs) to to just 
go hard, but I realize I have to go hard yeah. in, in the job yeah. that I'm in right now. Um, Cohatch yeah. popped on my radar when you mentioned the Cohatch Huga thing and um, knowing how intentional and thoughtful you are about everything. Cohatch in my mind immediately skyrocketed up to like, okay, they must know what they're doing. They must get it because I know you would not jump willy nilly into something. You know, I know you're very and probably overthink it. You know, I can relate, but like overthinking every little thing. And they're so, so fortunate to have you. Um, looking back on the last eight years of Huga, what you poured your heart and your soul and put on your back and, and built. Um, what are you the most proud of with this chapter of your work? Oh, geez. Um, like right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, um, that's a good question. I'm, I, you know, going back to thinking about like earning respect and things like that, it's, um, I, I'm, I, I, I'm having fun teaching. Um, you know, we rolled out some new op operational stuff in the last couple of weeks and I, you know, I, I think a lot of corporate companies and uh, that's not saying we're corporate, but a larger, large, a lot of larger companies are big on memos and you know here's a tool go here you mm -hmm. go i'm gonna train i'm gonna give you everything you need to do and you're just gonna do it and and over the last couple of weeks i've been able to basically meet with every single employee that works for cohatch and um, on the ground and work one-on-one -on -one with them mm -hmm. and um meet them and 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 through that hopefully earn their trust and, and realize that like you know i say at the beginning of every one of those calls like i did your job you know i i did your job until I had three locations and I, um, before I got my first hired CM, like I did everything. Um, um, so I understand how hard your job is yeah. and I understand that it takes, um, a lot and that you need better tools and, and through what, what I'm going to show you over the next hour is, is because of that experience. Um, it's not me just throwing more things at you to do. It's, it's actually hopefully gives you back some of your time. Hopefully it gives you, makes you more successful in how you communicate with members and, and potential members. Um, so that, um, because that's, that's, that's the type of leader I want to be for you and, and then hold their hand for the next couple of weeks, be accessible. And, um, it's been honestly probably the best few weeks of Cohatch for me mm -hmm. was the last month of, of just spending time getting to meet people, you know, people like I'm, I'm Gary Tishy, the guy that joined who ran Huga. Um, but you know, that's what you get. And you see me occasionally in the Slack group, but you, you don't, you, 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 you haven't interacted yeah. with me. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get me and you're like, Oh, he's just like a normal guy who wears t-shirts and hats and <laughs> <laughs> makes, you know, the self-deprecating, uh, humor constant, you know, all those things. Um, but it's, it's because I, I want people like I'm human, like Matt Davis, the same thing. Like when you meet Matt, the founder, you're like, Oh, you're just like a normal dude. He's built a really that. cool thing. Yeah. You're smart. Like he's, he's so freaking smart. And I, I don't know if he'll listen to this, um, but he's, he's, he gets it and he's, he continues to find ways to leverage 
what he's built to build it bigger and more and bring more people into the fold. It's crazy things he's doing. Like, I, don't, I can't even, I hope you get to meet him and, and sit and chat with yeah, him one day. I look forward to it. Um, especially about what he's building in Columbus. There's something coming and it's just like, it's a dream. Like he texts me about it. And I'm just like, that's the dream, man. Mm. Like, like you're, you're, uh, I, it's not like a jealousy thing. Cause I get to, I get to be a part of it. I get to see it come together. It's just like, like how flipping cool, like, and it's, it's breaking the mold in everything that's been done from a scaled co-working space across the board. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. I need like sneak peeks. You're, you're alluding to some amazing things. (laughs) Like I can't wait to see what's happening. And in the meantime, like, what can you tell me? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's like, how do you find more ways to, to, to leverage space for other people's gains, Mm. you know, like every, like abundance is the mindset, you know, there is a lot, let's spread it around. Um, and everyone can earn, everyone can earn. Like there's, um, there's, there's a lot of greed at scale and I, I'm for in, in corporations and, and, um, I understand people wanted to make money, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to make money and also not be greedy. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that's I the applaud. thing. That's the lane. That's the path. That's the thing I'm pursuing too. Like this being in service, building something amazing, having financial abundance and making the world a better place. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. And we're watching people do it. It's, it's, those things are not exclusive, right? Like there's a way to do all of this. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I, I think motivated people will always find a way to make money, but there is, um, there's a balance in, in, in when you associate it with community. And, and I think we all naturally, anybody that builds community, I think we've had this conversation. You start to be like, can I benefit from this? Am I exploiting this thing? Like, and the answer is like, yes, it, 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 it's, it's, you're not exploiting it. Like, you're, you deserve, this is time. This is work. This is some of the hardest oh, work yeah. because it, um, you know, it, the product strengthens over time. You know, we don't create a widget and, and sell it. That's easy. That's different. We, you know, are the thing we built day one is infinitely less valuable, um, than was eight years later, nine years, 10 years later, you're, you know, co-working out loud, like all of this stuff, the lab, like, every new human brings new value to that. Like you should earn for that. That's important because it takes time and effort. And with every additional human, every, that's a new variable. It's a new person that you have to, um, to take care of. And that means more work. Um, it's, it's a really hard thing and I've struggled with it over time. It's why our pricing has never changed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, though, I always think about this though. There are far easier ways to build community. If you just want to build community, you can like, just host a pop-up thing. Like you don't have to open a co-working space. This is a very specific thing that has a yes. foot in community and a foot in future of work. Let's go. Yeah. Hospitality is what I want people to think more like. Like it's a, I, I'm fortunately we get stuck in the retail like sector. Like we are re, not retail, real estate. Um, and I, I more and more, 
especially because Cohatch does it particularly well. And I think honestly better, like, I think we're good at the community stuff and we've done a lot over a couple of years, um, especially pre pandemic. I, I think we've, I think everyone struggled to, to recapture some of the, the former glory that was coworking mm. pre pandemic. Yeah. Um, even if numbers are back where they were, it's, there's just a different energy. Mm. Um, Cohatch is like, uh, I hate to say white glove, but like the ability to make people feel at home in, in all revenue. Like if you're looking at each, it's, it's so impressive. Mm. Um, uh, and I'm learning a lot from it. I think everyone has a lot to, could learn a lot from it. Garrett, I'm going to pin you down. You didn't answer my question. What are you the most proud of from your time in the first eight years of building Huga? Um, uh, Man, I'm proud we survived the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that I that I didn't lay people off. Um, I kept a lot of things intact. Um, like it was a dark time. It was like I, I hate to like I don't even like talking about it anymore because it's like, but I, I it's it it showed a certain resilience that I and and I I'm pretty resilient that I. Um, I am surprised at times that we made it through. Um, I'm surprised that I didn't start drinking again. I'm surprised that I didn't lose a location. I'm surprised that I maintained as many relationships as I did. Um, you know, outside of that, like God, I could name, I could name countless people that have been affected by space, you know, friend, people that have gotten engaged and married that met at Huga, <laughs> um, people's businesses that, that, thrived in the environment because they made connections. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say one thing, but I, I think the collective whole is, um, I'm not done yet with, with it all. But if I, if I like sunset it today, let's say today I retired from coworking, I would feel pretty damn good about the effect that I had on a lot of people that my team had, that the space had, that the brand had. Um, I don't, I don't think that would be, I would, I would not, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, there wouldn't, you know, some people like, what's my legacy? Like, how do I, what am I going to leave behind? I'm like, damn, there's like a, a trail of like good stuff over the last eight years that I feel pretty good about. Amen, my friend. And I've been watching you and cheering you on and just admiring you. I so value you. You're such a treasure for co-working, for your local community, now for a massive community. Um, it's just a joy to watch you do your thing. What should we, before we jump off, what have I missed? What else should we talk about? Um. Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, what have we missed? I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> uh, um, it's a lot. I know. I just, uh, I don't know. All right. We're just in it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, yep. All right, my friend, what's yeah, the best place? Just, oh, sorry. I just like, I, I, I'm, this is a nice, you, you, this was a happy thing to see that I had this today. I don't, I don't look too far ahead these days. I'm like day by day, got a lot to do. And when I woke up today and saw this on my calendar, it, it 
it brought me a lot of joy and then maybe I'll leave people with, um, to make, and Liz said this to me, good old Liz of juicy said to me, um, schedule in time to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And this was, was the self care that I needed today. Um, so I appreciate you, um, so much. I know. Likewise, Garrett, I, I always love our conversations. We get right to the good stuff. Um, what's the best place for people to connect with you, to reach out, learn more? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at Garrett Tishy all over the place. Um, LinkedIn, you like link, I'm trying to be better at, um, you're, you're good. Everywhere. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's a lot to be everywhere. Just keep doing what you're doing, bro. <laughs> Just hit me up. Send a yellow pigeon my direction. Send I will a pigeon. Uh, oh, man. It's got to be yellow, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Huga yellow. I mean, we didn't um, even talk about how strong the Huga brand is, uh, how you would advise operators who are trying to get, build a brand vibe and all the things. Like, is there a nutshell you want to give? Like, what's your big takeaway for someone who's working to build a brand and not super clear on what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, we could talk about distinct visual styles and, um, being unabashedly like who, like we were just, we weren't afraid to be everything we wanted to mm-hmm. be. And, and, and that, comes from working in marketing and I'm sure you've seen this, you work for brands and they're like, go be creative. And then you come back with something creative. They're like, actually That's just keep it. doing the same thing we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, no, but the, this is the thing you need. Yeah. You need to paint it yellow yeah. because people, people won't remember you if you paint it black. Like, so when we started Hugo, it was like, let's do, let's, let's do everything we weren't allowed to do with clients. Let's, let's not, let's push the line as far as possible. We never jump over it but we, we push and push and push. And, and it turns out there's more and more people out there feeling the same way. They, they, it's, it's way more easy to relate when you're human and you, you push those lines because we all feel it. We were just the only ones to say it, you know? Um, and then, and then, you know, it's, it's unreal. Sometimes things happen by chance and easy and yellow and all of these things at the right time, along with a very, very human transparent touch. Like, we're going to walk people through everything. We're going to tell people about the business. We're going to tell people about the good things and the bad things. And it's, you know, we, we, um, toxic positivity is a real thing where we only say the good things. And, and, and we like, you go, you know, like careful, you can't like, no, no, no. We, we like, we got to talk yep. like this sucks. Yep. Like, and, and so much of my personal brand is built on being like, Hey, it's me. Like I built a big thing and, and people respect that, but I'm also like an alcoholic and I'm depressed and, you know, I'm divorced and like people are like, Oh, he's just like a normal a dude. Normal dude like, just like me. I can, <laughs> he's got problems. He seems like a perfectly uh, put together normal, like white guy. Right. I'm like, no, he's broken. <laughs> oh. Thinks about crying daily. You know what? That's like, it's just, that kind of humanness. and I think the brand Sorry. <laughs> allowed for that. No, the no, the brand allowed yeah. for it. Yeah, it allowed for it and allowed for because Huga is Garrett. Garrett is Huga. Huga was Alyssa. When Alyssa said to me, when she first came on and started writing for Huga, she's like, "What's the brand voice?" I'm like, "Your voice." And she goes, "I don't get it." Yeah, because she she used to write for other companies. I said, "I want you to feel represented in the brand. Like you know the way I am, but I'm not writing it." So you write and write like you want to. And all of a sudden 
it exploded. Like Alyssa's voice as a part of this was huge. Yep. She took the foundation of what we built and was like, where do I fit into this? Blah, blah, blah. And you see all her social stuff. She's like the face of Huga right now. I mean, and it's so hard for people to get that. Like, like I never rewrote things. Alyssa checks me for grammar, but it was always like type, 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 done. Like, don't overthink it. Your gut is probably correct. Try to separate yourself from the, um, the traditional thing, which is like edit, edit, edit till we think it's perfect. Mm. And the answer is like, no, just get into the world. Tomorrow's another day. Yep. You got to just get into the world as a person, as a leader, as, as, as a content creator. It's like that thing of trying to pretend to be perfect and polished. It's like, it just doesn't resonate. And increasingly it resonates less and less and less. So like, we're all exhausted by like perfect brands. It's like, what we want is the humanness and the authenticity. And if Alyssa was trying to write or create as Garrett, it would fall completely flat. Right. And when she tries to pull Garrett into doing reels, it's like the best thing ever because you're so you and she's so her and it's just so real. It's like that authenticity piece. It's a hard, easier said than done, but that is the golden ticket to connecting with people. But that's a separate conversation, my friend. Um, I love it. All right. Thank you so much. I love our conversations. Keep your head up. Um, we're all Thanks. cheering you on. I can't wait to see what what's next for you. Yeah. Thanks, Kat. Thanks for listening to Coworking Out Loud. Head over to catjohnson.co to register for the next convo, catch up on past episodes, read the blog, and if you're an indie co-working space operator, join us in the lab, which is our club we've designed just for you. So head over there, catjohnson.co, and you'll find links to everything. See you next time.